Are you in your 20s and just craving more? Well, you are in the right place. Welcome to Seal Your Destiny. My name is Sydney Starrett, an average girl in her 20s with big dreams to inspire others on this journey called life. It's going to be a wild ride, and I am so grateful to have you here. This is a safe space where you'll be encouraged to chase your dreams, hear inspiring stories of others, and take control of your life. Ready, set, seal your destiny. Welcome back to Seal Your Destiny, where my mission is to get people to live a purposeful, passionate, and intentional life. As always, I hope you are doing absolutely amazing wherever and whenever you are listening to this episode. It is my highest intention that you leave this episode with more inspiration, knowledge, and the ability to take action and create the life that you want. And I have a feeling you are going to get all of those things today because we have a very, very special guest joining us. Before we get started in today's episode, I have some big news. Are you ready to invest in yourself and get to be around like-minded individuals? Are you ready to get clear on your purpose and direction in life? Are you ready to be the person you have always wanted to be and the person that God intended you to be? Are you ready to get in the driver's seat of your life? If you said yes to any of those things, then I have an opportunity for you. I am launching my very first group program, Design Your Destiny, May 11th. Join myself and nine other individuals on a 12-week journey where you will begin to wake up with purpose, release the fear of judgment from others, have a healthier relationship with not only yourself, but the people around you, and as well as have some get real moments with your career. Spots are limited to 10 people, so if you have any interest at all, shoot me a message and we can talk to see how this program can benefit you. As always, my information is in the show notes. The last day to register for this workshop or this program is going to be May the 2nd, so make sure you reach out before then. Alrighty, let's get into today's episode. With two six-figure businesses by the age of 24, Nella is the epitome of being intentional and going after the life that she deserves. It's funny because I actually knew Nella back in high school. So this interview was such a fun and full circle moment for the both of us because we both only knew this version of each other from six or more years ago. We got to sit down and meet these new versions of each other, and it is such a beautiful example of how we all go through things, and we all evolve and grow as humans, and that's part of the process. People that listen to this interview, let this be a reminder that people change. People are allowed to recreate a better version of themselves, and every single person has gone through times that they are not proud of, but it was meant to happen for you on your journey. My mantra is life is happening for me and not to me, and listening to this interview, you will see how this unfolds so beautifully. I am sure some people from high school are going to listen to this episode, and it is my honor to introduce you guys to this badass entrepreneur, mindset coach, leader, and now friend. Let's get into the interview. Antonella, thank you so much for being a guest on Sleer Destiny. I'm so happy to have you today. I'm so excited to be here. So it's funny because we went to high school together. We sure did. It's a couple years ago, and then it's now like full circle. We both have our own business going, and you're killing it. So fill me in on the last couple of years. So it's it's so ironic. I love that you. This is called seal your destiny uh-huh. because I was like Sid, like it just you it get just, it. I got it. And I was like that's so neat. 
but it's been like a very like wild last like six years really Mm -hmm. um but I feel like it all really like stemmed a lot of it was from like early like school so for me like uh leaving high school even like leaving high school in general like I was kind of in that group of people that kind of had to stay like after (laughs) a little bit um and it was it was one of those things that I just remember like um like leaving graduation with this like pit in my stomach because my parents like did the whole nine yards brought the balloons you know brought the flowers did all that and um, I really felt like I was being congratulated for half-assing something. And, like, that pit in my stomach, I kind of, like, took with me to college because I went because that's what everybody else was right. doing. And I, you know, went to community college because this is really the only option. Um, and I just realized, like, I, I wanted to really tap into that um, that pit. Like, I always felt it kind of in, like, the back of my mind, like, what stemmed like what does that stem from where did that feeling come from and I think for me it was like I lived for so long a life that wasn't mine and I finally realized that I was trying to be something that I wasn't for so long that I spent like the last six years really like the last four like aggressively like really figuring out like who is Antonella which is wild that's what I was called in school and now I've swapped it to Nella and I said this on um on a call yesterday it's like switching over to like being called Antonella in high school and then switching over to Nella was almost like an identity change yeah it was like I didn't want I felt like there was so much tied to that identity that going full force Nella was like almost like this like transformation for me that I was able to almost like identify with who I really felt like I was meant to be. So like really the last four years have been just building, you know, building my, now my second business, but I started building my first business, um, becoming a mindset coach and really just like living life more intentionally, mm-hmm. um, without feeling the need to have like substance to run off of, which was like a, a big part of like high school for me was just like addiction and like doing whatever it took to fit in. Right. Even if it meant, um, you know, hurting my body or, you know, making the wrong choices or giving, you know, permission or giving people permission to my body that weren't serving me. And so leaving a friend group, leaving relation, a relationship that I was in for so long, Mm -hmm. even through high school, I feel like so much has changed. I'm like so excited to have this conversation because I was just telling my uh, my best friend this morning, I'm like, Sydney's going to hear and talk to a completely different version of me, but she knows the version of me that I was, which I think is really special. And, um, yeah, I'm excited. Well, and I couldn't agree more. First off, I called you Antonella, so it's <laughs> yeah. Nella now. New and approved, so yeah. okay, know that. Um, and second off, I could not relate more. You know, yeah. everything that you said kind of yeah. struck a nerve with me is because we were, both of us were in a certain friend group, and it was just something that it was the quote-unquote popular. You did the things outside of alignment, and that's what it mm-hmm. feels like is you're almost – living a identity a a certain identity so I think Mm -hmm. it's amazing that you Mm -hmm. physically are just now going by a different name and just saying like this was this old person and she's always going to be a part of me but that's what made me who I am um you have said a couple of words that are literally my brand which is (laughs) getting people in their life to be intentional Mm -hmm. and sometimes that means going against the mold and Mm -hmm. truly 
following what it is that feels right for you. We all are destined for greatness, but I think it's up to the people that follow that greatness Mm -hmm. and that don't let what the outside noise in the world Mm -hmm. say to them. So you're on your second business Mm -hmm. and you've Mm -hmm. done this whole identity switch and you've really been living the person that you're supposed to be and doing the work on yourself, which is the best thing that you could possibly do for yourself. And I think that, I mean, not, not to toot my own horn, but we've both done the work on ourselves and that's why we're in the point where we can serve others. And I truly believe that serving others in whatever form it is, whether it is mindset coaching or whether it's just like waiting tables and just doing that to the best of your ability, we're here to serve. Mm -hmm. Unconditional love, as you know, is the highest frequency possible and that's what we're here for. So I just went on a tangent, but second Mm -hmm. business, tell me about it and did you envision yourself was, did you always knew you were meant for, I mean, honestly, greatness. I know it yeah. sounds kind of cheesy, but like you're in yeah. your 20s and you're yeah. on your second business and yeah. you are helping others reach their goals. Like that's freaking awesome. Yeah. It is honestly like, it's like a dream come true for the sake of like in, like I always like make like funny comments to like my teams like when I was little like I would my parents or people would you know ask me like what I wanted to be and I always said mom which I think is very ironic to where I am in my career now but also um like that's kind of what I was in like my past life yeah I felt like I was always the mother in the friend right. group and um you know with the different uh background that I lived you know with the group I was running with was very different. Mm -hmm. Um, And I never, like, I always, like, you know, tell people, like, I never, ever, ever envisioned myself being the person that is, like, teaching people how to be their best self. Because I was so, so, so afraid. My biggest setback with, like, going all into coaching and just, like, really saying, like, I'm just going to just do it. But the biggest thing that was really pulling me back was just the thought of what are people going to say? Like people are really going to be like, dude, I did drugs with you in like a bathroom like six years ago. Like there's just no way that like, you know, this girl thinks she is. And that thought like really paralyzed me. And I think those thoughts paralyze a lot of people. Oh my gosh. It's so relatable. (laughs) I'm just like, and I think that's the beauty of life is choice. You get to choose, like you can literally choose today to, you know, reprogram the entire like way, the entire route of the way that you're living your life. And for me, starting that second business was so special because, you know, I built a six figure business in my early twenties. Um, and being able to build the second one was almost like, like, I felt like God gave me like all the ingredients with my first business and was just like, okay, no, like, here's all the ingredients, right. like just make the cake. Right. And it just felt like God gave me the cake with my second business. Like, oh my God, I cry. That's, well, snaps for you for being that six figure entrepreneur. And but I'm like, so proud of you. And I truly believe I have chills. I think that what we have been through, mm-hmm. first off, what, whoever is listening to this right now, the fear of judgment and when we're not fully embodied, no matter what, whenever we choose to do something different, mm-hmm. it's not going to feel embodied until we're doing it. Right. And once we're that embodied version of ourselves, then we don't give a flying fuck of right. who thinks what. Right. We know what we're supposed to be here to do. Right. And people are going to, I can feel that. People are either going to feel that off of you and they're not. And if mm-hmm. they're not, then hopefully someone, mm-hmm. they can help someone else or it'll right. it'll reach for someone else. So... I also think that sometimes, and this is, I 
been in the same shoes as you. And this is something that I'm learning is we learned those things so young Mm -hmm. to be able to help others right now Mm -hmm. that are maybe that haven't been through those experiences. We know what life on the other side looks like. And we also know now what life on this side looks like. And so I truly believe that it's just part of our journey and God always has a bigger plan and um, life is always happening for you and not to you. Mm -hmm. So I think that's incredible and I appreciate you being vulnerable and sharing that side of you and because it is, it's, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't be the person you are today without that person. Oh, absolutely not. Like it was, it's almost so crazy because I, I think what really happened and to go back to the fear of judgment, it's like you have to make peace with some people Mm -hmm. not getting the privilege of getting to this piece of you, this version of you. And I had to make peace with knowing that there was people out there that were going to always see me as who I was. And I also had to make peace with all the people that I was going to serve because I made the choice to make the changes in my life that I needed to change. And I think people don't know the like tremendous, like, growth that can happen in just your circle as you are transitioning um and I just you know I something I would tell myself as I was like pushing through everything was just like I hope that you know the one person that's judging me in four years and five years and ten years is finding inspiration in my story 100% and that like if if this girl can come out of the mud and come out of really the same place that I can do it too because I think you know, with the people who kind of have that idea of like, oh my God, who do they think they are? They're right. out here being coaches, but it's like... What is a quote-unquote coach? Yeah, like, who gives, coach? You the, who gives you the right <laughs> to start coaching? Yeah. And, uh, that, and it was it was really just like an eye-opening experience. But with, with the coaching, I think it's so beautiful. I came across this, uh, this it's more of a Bible verse, but I came across it on Pinterest as a quote. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, you know, God, like God doesn't call... Um, the qualified, he qualifies the called. I love that. And I want to get that tattooed on. Right? I'm like trying to think of it. I'm thinking about it. And, and I read that quote and I was like, you know what? God has, has led me to this point in my career. Um, and I, I was at a crossroad for so long, you know, running one business is and at the level that I, that I'm running it is, is extremely time consuming mm-hmm. and emotion. Like I'm, I'm just like, I'm very emotionally involved in my business right. Um, because it's important to me, but I think like hearing that, like, cause for so long, you know, anybody who wants to take that leap of faith and do that thing that they feel called to do, you're just constantly like, Oh my God, like, I just don't feel prepared. Mm-hmm. I don't feel ready. I don't feel this. I don't feel that. And I read that and I was like, well, God gave me the ingredients before, right. like who's to say he's not going to give them again. And just really having faith in that. Um, and that quote just like solidified everything for me. Going off that quote, I was listening to and Ed Milet and Rachel Hollis podcast. Got to give them the credit because it's oh, has stuck okay. with me. She was saying she was like that pit in your stomach and that desire. That's not there by accident. Mm-hmm. That's God putting it in your heart. There's a reason why you want to do the things you do. Right. And we all have different desires, right. and that's what makes the world go around. Is like God has made us all unique, and we all have that burning passion in us. Mm-hmm. It's are you going to listen to it or not? Mm-hmm. Are you going to go after it? And you're going after it yeah. every single day. And so props to you. I think it's incredible. Do you, let's go into the judgment. Mm-hmm. Have you, obviously you've struggled with it. Mm-hmm. Was it always there? Let's go into your first business. Like with network marketing, mm-hmm. that's got a stigma. 
there's a there's a bad taste in people's mouth when it comes to network marketing. I think it's great. I think it, I it's ability opportunity to literally it might not even be like the you seem really passionate about hair so like <laughs> it's fitting for you but like there's some cases where it's like it might not even be the product but it's the opportunity that the product desires it's the the group of people that you get to surround yourself with it's the fact that you're able to have the freedom whenever if you're a mother you're able to work and get enough cash like I think network marketing is great mm-hmm. obviously check into the business but right. As a 20-year-old who's going outside the mold, who right. there is already society standards of you go to college, you graduate college, you get a nine-to-five, you're already breaking that way earlier than a lot of people like yeah. start even to like feel called to, and yeah. you ran with it, and you made a six-figure business, but yeah. how – it wasn't always easy. How, no. how did you overcome that fear of judgment? So I'll – I'll talk like I feel like this is a like really key piece of my story that I feel like a lot of people don't know, but it actually just came and I'm just gonna talk yeah. about it. But um, in high school, <laughs> I went to the Spanish church. It was Pente- it was a Pentecostal church, and I was the youth president. You knew me in high school. Yeah. So you know I was walking yeah. on both sides. I was yeah. walking in fire and like I was just well and like um, young life. Yeah, yeah, and I did young life right, and so. I was like the youth, like the president of my youth group. And I just felt like so unworthy to be a leader. Right. Because I felt like a fraud. I was a fraud. Like, right. I will like put that on the table. Like, I yeah. was a fraud in that position. And even going to Young Life, like, I felt like a fraud. I had that pit in my stomach where right. I was like, I'm going I don't belong. to say that I know, right. but I'm, I'm not like living this life that I feel like. Right some people should be living in this specific, you know, community. And so I had that pastor tell me one day, like, now, like, you are going to lead, like, thousands of women. Mm -hmm. And I just remember laughing because I was like, who is this man? (laughs) Like, who is this man? Like, like, where is this coming from? And I laughed it off and I kind of, you know, let it go. Fast forward to being 20, being, you know, in college, um, I don't know what I was going to do, but I was there because that's what everybody else right. was doing. Um, and that's where I landed like early, like late high school, early college is when my addiction got really, really, really bad. That's where I felt like the, like the judgment between Nella and Nella mm-hmm. started. Mm-hmm. And I think that that having that, those feelings towards myself only amplified the way I felt that other people saw me. So like, you know, falling so deep into addiction and and like sure it was fun doing like the drugs when I was at parties you know going to concerts in the whatever. moment yeah but it I knew it was bad when it was like I was literally buying it doing it on my own and like I was like itching for it mm-hmm. and I had like I felt like I had to have it I, I could not live life without it and when I got to that point I started feeling this drift between my like almost like alpha Nella like, I felt like I didn't, my, the, like, my future got so fuzzy because I, I, like, I didn't really feel like I was going to get there. Mm. Um, and it wasn't until, like, I went to rehab in November of 2017, which was a very, like, private experience for me because it was the one time that it wasn't my parents forcing me to talk to somebody or to see somebody. It was, like... No, like, I decided, like, this, like, I, I went and I, like, came back and I was like, I can't live like this. Um, and I, it started with my friend group. I had to remove myself from a friend group. Um, and I just will never forget because, you know, 
I, like, that group kept me alive, you know, for so long, and, like, moving into, like, this, this feeling of, like, loneliness, and, like, just feeling scared, like, I was hurting physically, because I was detoxing years of being on, Mm -hmm. on drugs, I was alone, I didn't have any friends, I had my parents, I felt all this judgment around my family, um, and it just, like, I didn't feel good about myself, it, this is probably gonna sound very, like, dramatic to the person listening, but, like, it was the first point in my life where I was just, like, like, Nella, like, do you hate yourself? Like, why are you doing these things Mm -hmm. to yourself? Um, and I was working my two part-time jobs. My schedule was very school work, work, school work. Mm -hmm. I worked at, you know, at the gym and I worked at, uh, a restaurant and I was just like consumed with, with that. Like, you know, you're around people who also hate their life and hate Mm -hmm. their job. And Mm -hmm. it's just like, it was so toxic. And, um, you know, I was also in a position as a Hispanic woman that's undocumented facing adversity in college because I was being told by professors that it was going to be harder for me. Right. It was going to be harder for me to go the business route to be an entrepreneur because of my background. Um, and it wasn't until then that I was like, holy crap, like this is what I faced my whole life. I felt like the people around me in my circle didn't understand me Mm -hmm. because I wasn't, I mean, in high school, I was not very public about being undocumented. I was like extremely insecure about it. Um, and it wasn't until that moment that I was just like, something's got to give. And that's when I kind of like prayed for real for the first time in my life. And I was like, something's got to give. Um, and then I landed on Bumble BFF and <laughs> Nashville landed. And that's how I got into, into money. Um, and it's that's crazy. So- I love this. I'm learning so much about you. I know. I knew you <laughs> I'm like, trying to like go back in time and be like, okay, so this, this, this makes sense. Yeah, like so much happened behind the scenes because I couldn't bring myself to tell anybody what I was experiencing because I didn't feel like people were going to understand. Right. Well, my specific group at the time was going to understand. Um, and I also am the type of person that doesn't like to, that's why I was always the mom in the group because I didn't, I'd rather like protect you and care for you than have people care for me. Um, so I, that's something that I'm learning right now is I've kind of lived that. Like I have always had this desire I've, I've always known it's kind of like you're like wearing a mask and you have this core of like what you want. I've always known I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I didn't know how I've always, and this sounds so cheesy and I don't even want to say it, but I've known I was always quote unquote different. And I always had these really big dreams and I was doing things just to do them. And so I was living this false identity and until you just do the damn thing and Mm -hmm. you do what you want You're always going to be chasing this thing. But for me, it's like, that's where the fear of judgment came in for me is because I wasn't embodied in the person that I was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what it was that I was supposed to be doing. So I cared so much because I wanted to cover this up. I would have rather taken care of everyone else because I didn't want fingers being pointed at me because I didn't feel like people would understand or I didn't know. And obviously yours is on a whole nother level, but like I just didn't. And still to this day, I'm learning to be vulnerable and like let people in because... I've learned that your vulnerability is a gift to other people. 100%. Like, you yeah. going to the places that you're going right now, yeah. I don't know how often you do it, and if it's just now part oh, of your yeah. story. It's, it's, I tell my story every week. So. Oh, but it's like, um, insane to me. Yeah, so going into Monique, being 20 years old, 
the only background I had on network marketing was my mom. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then there was a girl in our high school that did it. <laughs> and okay. yeah. I was just kind of like, okay, like, you know, it's not really appealing to me. Right. You know, I don't see myself being the girl that's like, Hey, Hey, like, I, I, you know, I didn't want to be that person. Mm-hmm. Um, but what really called me into money, it was never the money. It, I had two jobs. It was never the car incentive. I had mm-hmm. a car. Like, I, it wasn't even the trips. I couldn't. I can't travel internationally due to my my visa. So, I wasn't like. I wasn't like. Oh my god! Like all these extra things. Like I was like, dude. Like these girls are real. Like I, it was the first time that I was like, these girls know who the fuck they are. Yeah. And I was like so into the idea of just like being around women who are unapologetic about who they are. I love that. And not feeling like they have to pretend. Like I've met some girls in this business that the average Joe won't probably vibe with them because of how real they are. Like me being like this transparent with you and you asking me like, oh, is this just how you are now? Like, yes. Like I've learned that. I can't have any more things in the closet. I've lived, and and this is, like, a a space of, like, there's people out there that are hiding things, hiding something about them, and it it gets to a point where you're faced with, like, you're either going to be all out or Mm -hmm. you're not, or you're going to live in tension, and I was, I let go of that tension, I was like, you know what, this is who I am, this is how it is, like, this is every piece of my story. I'm, like, so open, Uh, like, my team thinks I'm, like, the strongest person alive because I open up about so many things right. that they think I'm like, like nothing can break me, but everything that I've endured in the last four years, I'm like so open about it. Like, you know, in my relationship, in my finances, like when I'm struggling, when I'm hurting, when I'm insecure, like I'm just like so open. Mm-hmm. Um, because I really have found that women just gravitate to- towards truth. Right. Um, and so going into money, like, oh my God, like the concept of like pyramid scheme was like the first thing on my mind because I was just like, this is what people think this is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't speak for the entire industry. Like I always make that, I always make that right. disclaimer there. I, I don't want to say like all companies are the same because they're not. Um, and that's the part that kind of got me is like, I've seen the way other companies run and I'm not a fan even before money. Um, my mom had every company you could think of under her sink mm-hmm. and she tried every company. Um, I didn't see any success, but I feel like that was the first time that I kind of like stood up for myself and I was just like, you know what? Like, what do I have to lose? Who cares? I buy these products. Worst case scenario, like I have great hair and I make no money mm-hmm. and I can still be in the group chats like friends <laughs> with these girls. Uh-huh. Like that's like the worst case scenario. And I joined and I hit my first promotion in four days and I was like, what the hell? Like yeah. this is real. And it's so weird. It, it's almost like, you know, when you're looking uh, at a car that looks really nice, but the windows are too tinted, you can't see who's driving. Right. That's what I feel like money like feels like is like you can't see what's inside, but it looks cool kind of on the outside. It kind of looks too good to be true on the mm-hmm. outside, but I think people make it t- deeper than it needs to be. Right. Um, and I think it's very over exaggerated. Like okay, like we sell products. I sell products, and I you know I help women build an online business. Like there's really nothing right. more than that. And I think the beauty of kind of what helped me break the the stigma, at least for myself, was people aren't going to think this is legit unless I make it. 
And Ooh. that was my driving force of like, I will be the girl in Raleigh, North Carolina that literally gets the top of a network marketing company. And you did. And I did. <laughs> and it's so wild because like the amount of people who like have judged and then have turned around. And when I hit like big promotions, I've gone on trips, got, get the car. Like people are like, oh my God, congratulations. I knew you could do it. Like I had so many people from high school message me when I hit like my big director uh, uh, ranks. And they were like, dude, I don't know what you hit WTF or AED or ED or yeah. SW what. Like, I don't know what it's called, but like, congratulations. Yeah. And I've just learned that, um, I talked about it on my story yesterday. It's like not enough women support each other. Um, and they, and like I said on, on my story yesterday is like to, for me to, to see, you know, where you are too right Mm -hmm. now, like in your career, like I think is so inspiring because you're also doing the damn thing and you're kind of, you're breaking the norm for yourself too. I mean, you're not doing what the average person is doing. Um, and I think that takes courage and it takes, I mean, more women, I think need to be willing to grow a pair. If you want to be in the game, you have to play the game. You have to play the game with confidence and authority. And I think, you know, that's the one thing that my parents taught me is them being entrepreneurs. They didn't really have another option. But, like, when you want something, like, you do it. And, like, you know, even my own parents in the beginning were like, Nella, companies like that don't work. Like, be careful. And I told my dad, what's the number? He's like, what, what number? I'm like, what is the number you need to see on a paycheck right. for you to literally shut your mouth? Yeah. Like, I just need to know because that's what's going to be my first goal. Mm-hmm. And he told me, he's like, I just want to see a comma on your paycheck. I was like, word, we'll, we'll get you a comma. <laughs> so, How about you? <laughs> so I literally, like, I worked my ass off and I made, like, uh, I think one of my first big checks was, like, $1,800 and some change. And I showed it to him and he never said anything again. It wasn't until my one-year anniversary that I had, like, a big party, um, symbolically, where we saw each other the other night. Oh, really? In the second floor. That's funny. <laughs> and um, that was the first time I saw my dad get, like, teary-eyed, like, watching me, like, speak in public in front of a team. And um, and I just, I don't know, I, I think what really pushed me through, like, oh, what are people going to say, like, the stigma. And I'm like, you know what? People can judge the in- the industry, and if they choose to identify me with the industry, that's cool. But, like, I'm me. Mm-hmm. And the way that I do my business is authentic to me. The way I teach my business is authentic to me. And while, yes, there's people doing some real slimy shit in the game, I choose not to do it. I obviously am aware of it. But I think that the person who says, hey, like, you know, I, I don't really understand your industry. Like, I have some questions. Cool. Like, let's have a conversation. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, it was like, I'm the type of person that, like, I have to do my own research. Like, I have to feel it for myself. And... I'm just, like, really hoping that, like, that specific story doesn't even have to be, like, people going into network marketing, but, like, sometimes, like, what you think something is might not be. Like, you know, you could want to open up a restaurant, but you're scared it might not go this way or it might look different or, you know, maybe you have this mega restaurant in mind, but maybe a bakery in, like, a corner is, like, what's going to pop off for you. Like, you just never know Mm -hmm. what you're going to be called to do, but I, I felt like, for me, I followed my mission my mission since day one has been like I just want to serve women right I want to literally I said this on a mindset call like in the last couple days like I want women to be so in love with who they are they just want to scream yeah and I get my clients to scream at me all the time yeah and I love it because I'm like I want to I want to like feel your power right and I think women uh unfortunately like kind of hide their power and hide their truth 
um, because, you know, of all the chit-chat on the outside, but it's like, you know, if more women stepped up and did what felt right to them, you, we, I think we'd have a different, you know, different community of, of women um, in certain areas. But, yeah, like, going into network marketing was obviously, like, it was tricky because I was just like, hmm, how am I going to do this the way that feels right to me, ethically, and also in a way that people are going to be like, damn, she's, like, doing it. Um, and so, yeah, like, I just kind of kept it moving, and I, I failed so much, like... And that's part of it. Fail it was, forward. Yeah, I failed so hard, but, um, I learned to be obsessed with failure, and I, I learned that all of my yeses built my business, and all the no's built me, Ooh. and I did that through the entire journey, like, this yes is building my business and building my bank account, but this no is building me as a person, as a coach, as a leader, and I just, like, lived, like, I just, like, went hard into that. I love that. leaned into that. And so when it got hard, I was just like, you know what? If I knock on 100 doors, maybe 101's it. Like, I'll just keep knocking. Um, and I think God has brought a lot of amazing people into my network marketing business. And, and being able to, like, serve these people and seeing the girls get cars, seeing the girls go on mm-hmm. trips. And, like, seeing them be able to, like, get their first dream apartment at, like, 20 years old, too. Like, right. it's just, to me, it's like, damn, like... Hadn't I said yes, hadn't I faced the rejection first, I felt like I was the shield. I had to make that decision so that I could shield every woman behind me um, and really elevate them in a, in a way that's encouraging and, and empowering. Well, and I think you said it best is once you have – for anyone listening, like – if you are afraid of the judgment, find the mission mm-hmm. and stay true to the mission. Because once you see that unfolding, it doesn't matter what any, what Joe from across the street or whoever, so the girl from high school, like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what they say because you know so wholeheartedly that you have this mission and it's going to help if it helps one person, right. then like you succeeded. So I think that's something for me right now for the fear of judgment is like, mm-hmm. here's my mission. And my mission essentially is just to get people to be intentional. So yeah. it starts with you. Yeah. And until people feel that and know that, and then that one person that comes along and like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm four months into my business and I have seven clients that are killing it right now. Like that makes me so excited and I don't give a flip of course in the beginning I care what people thought of course now like and I'm you've helped countless and countless of people but just by like my person seven Mm -hmm. like I yeah I don't I don't care it's embodied in who I am it's it's, so worth every like you go to sleep with that right no one can take that away from you like I I want more people to just know like it's the smallest things you know yeah it's not I mean we're talking about the extreme of like coaching an individual to their power but like you know the opening the door for someone, the saying good morning, the saying how are you, the saying hey, like, you know, I kind of haven't heard from you in a couple of days, like, are you doing okay? Mm-hmm. Like, it is the smallest things that I feel like uh, humanity's really out of touch in those little things. And I think, you know, COVID made us kind of sheltered yeah. and made us really, I think that's the powerful thing that of us doing this kind of post-COVID. I was just talking about this and I'm putting together like a call for it, is like, I feel like COVID made us face a lot of demons in the closet. Um, there's like a lot of unpacking to do and people don't know where to start. Right. And so it's kind of, maybe that's something we can work on together. I would love to. (laughs) Absolutely. So that kind of piggybacks into what I want to ask you next. So we've been through you facing a lot of adversity Mm -hmm. and it's built the woman that you are. And I believe that the strongest people come from the harder pasts. And you're doing that, like, absolutely every single day. You're, like, owning the person that you were and who you are now and loving the journey that it's mm-hmm. brought to you. Mm-hmm. COVID had 
everyone kind of turned upside down. And I think some of the things now, if someone were to look at, like for me, even you've been an expander for me, I've been watching you. And it like from the outside, I'm like, damn, she's got her, like, she's making her money. She's helping her people. She's a successful entrepreneur and she's doing it at this age. So now I know I've seen you. I know it's possible for me. People sometimes see on social media if they don't know the full truth. And like, especially with mindset coaches, it's like, oh, they're always have their life together. They're always got whatever it is they think it's always figured out Mm -hmm. that's not the case covid obviously like is where you have to face a lot of demons but where do you face if you're ever in a funk Mm -hmm. on your day-to-day how do you get through it yeah i always tell like my own clients like i'm not a genie right i'm not jesus right (laughs) and i'm not you know a superhuman um and i think the thing about being a coach is it's not that we don't face things it's that we can get out of it in 30 minutes rather than right. 30 months or 30 years um and really having those tools and i think the the most effective tool for me honestly um it's really two things and it, it's things that are very simple that i think anybody watching can start practicing and the first is meditation like connecting mm-hmm. with myself um i think for me meditation has become a space where i get so quiet that i can hear god speak to me mm-hmm. And that has really moved me in, uh, in, in all, all the different pillars of my life. And the second being uh, a form of EFT, emotional freedom yeah. technique, which is tapping. Yeah. I love to go on drives. So anytime I'm in a funk, I literally will go on a drive and I'm just like tap, 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 tapping. I'm sure people watching me probably think I'm cuckoo, but you know, I, I talking with myself, having that connection between myself I think is so important. It's like, you know, you spend the most time with you. And if you don't know how to communicate to yourself, that's probably also translating in other pillars of your life where you're struggling to communicate, you know, all sorts of things. But I had to learn to really just like know myself and and talk to myself and be able to be like, no, like, you know, it's okay to feel the way that you're feeling but it's not okay to dwell in it right and so like you know for me i'm also an earth sign i don't know how big you are into like <laughs> i'm into it I'm, I'm learning to get more into it as i go but i'm really into human design and yeah. stuff like that and like enneagram yeah i'm trying to get in the astrology world i love the astrology world but being an earth sign i'm just like i recently got into tennis uh-huh. so i'm always trying to pick up things that i can just do that you know, being someone that's in the space of service to the degree of like having to emotionally decompress mm-hmm. other people's emotions. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes the funk I've learned that through coaching, being an empath, like you sometimes pick yes. up feelings that aren't even your own. Yours. And sometimes we want to react on those feelings. Sometimes you go into work and your coworker's in a bad mood and you're like, you next thing you know, you're catching an attitude because you are you're in that energy space and so what I've learned is just like when I feel like something's not mine an emotion a thought a feeling something uh me and Justin's relationship coach shared with us is like you're not the thought you're the thinker and I thought that was very powerful because for me it's like sometimes I have to detach like is this mine 
is this projection? Is this, you know, where is this kind of like coming from? But yet, like emotional freedom techniques yes. and meditation all the way. And I think they're very simple. They're things that anybody can do at any time. I agree. And I think also it doesn't matter if you're a coach or not, no matter what, you can sit in the feeling that you're feeling mm -hmm. and try to detach from it and still be mm -hmm. the thinker, not the thought, and just observe it and be aware of it. Yeah. And then, like you said, go into the meditation to get back grounded or right. EFT tapping. Can you explain what EFT tapping is to the people that don't understand? Yes. Yeah, so it's a way of tapping in. I feel like for me, so you have like your eight hot spots, right? So anywhere from, you want me to explain all eight? Well, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, sure, go into it. So I guess it. like on video, I can kind of like share it. So you have like your forehead, you have your side of your eye, you have under your under. eye, you have Nose. above your lip, yeah. you have both like here, then you have your chin, your chest, and then under your arm. Um, and so what that does is it, it connects you to your body. I think a lot of the times our mind, like with your subconscious being your body and your conscious being your mind, what we have to kind of put into perspective is your mind controls everything and your mind controls your body. And sometimes with your body being your subconscious, the way that I explain it is like your subconscious is like glue. Mm -hmm. Anything that comes near it is going to stick to it. Absorb it. And so if you don't connect back with your body, um, you kind of, it's going to be a little bit trickier for you to tap into those feelings. So for me, like tapping is a way of you being able to connect with your body and kind of have that harmony and that alignment between your mind and your body and really be able to kind of, you know, communicate the two parties, um, in a way that's effective. And also in the same time, releasing the emotions, it's almost like, uh, tapping is a form of also self venting. You're venting, right. you're releasing yeah. for sometimes it could be purging. Sometimes you're in a really crappy situation. I know for me, like, uh, sometimes to the degree of like, you know, recently, like probably a week ago, I, you know, I lost my grandpa and I was just like, dude, I, I feel so many things. And sometimes you feel so many things that you just don't know where to go, where, where to start. So I started tapping and I started just purging and releasing all these feelings. And it, you know, it's a, it's a really good way to connect, you know, have that alignment between your mind and your body and be able to release and tap mm -hmm. into to those things. I use it a lot for like, if I'm fearful of something whether it's a new thing you acknowledge the fear mm -hmm. and then just know that your body and your mind are there to take care of yeah. it so you're acknowledging it and then even though what I do is and I learned this from Jack Canfield who mm -hmm. I have a certification in is even though I'm fearful of this blank mm -hmm. I unconditionally love and accept myself and I do this for all the places and you do you you I always love to do check-ins like how am I yeah. feeling right now and how do I feel after right. and it's a completely different it's a full shift right. and I think that also is just more proof that one yes our mind and our body are two separate things and it's yeah. important to keep them together right. and that we're all energy and we can energetically shift from one state physical state to another mm -hmm. with doing these skills and again mm -hmm. coaching is just another tool in someone's toolbox right. and you're just giving these tools to other people okay so we went into what we do in our funk right i'm a big routine <laughs> like <laughs> i have my non-negotiables that i do every day yeah. to make sure that i'm in a clear headspace to serve others but right. just made me feel better right obviously you talked about meditation what are the things that you do every day that just allow you to serve the external world so for me it is probably one of the biggest things has to be working out um mm -hmm. i was like sounds really crazy i worked at a gym but i was like so like anti-working out for the simple fact for myself that i was just like i don't look bad like no. i don't need to do that i thought working out for the longest time was just like body right appearance 
Um, and I've learned that, you know, that's the trophy that you mm-hmm. get, you know, if that's, those are the goals you're going for, but like, as, as far as like visual. Um, but working out for me is super, super important. I work that working out is one of the f- first things that I do. So I start off my day, my phone's on, like I do not check my group chats, yeah. do not check anything. When I wake up, non-negotiable every single morning, I wake up and I say good morning to Justin every single morning. I think it, you know, you kind of lose sight of what's important when you're, you know, first thing you're, you're doing is you're looking at your phone. So I make sure that like the first thing I do when I open my eyes is I see him and I, you know, cause you know, relationships is something, you know, a whole topic in itself. But for me, like I, one of my affirmations every day is like, I'm grateful. I get to wake up next to someone that chooses me every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like showing like gratitude towards my relationship, my partner, that's one of the first things I do. Um, and really spending that time with myself. Mm-hmm. So I journal every night, I journal every morning. Um, but I always start my journal entry in the morning with, you know, what are 10 things I'm grateful for right yeah. in a second. And then also like Nella, like what do you want to do today and how do you want to serve today? Those are two questions I ask myself every day. Um, and I work out every single day in the morning um, because something that I want to feel as early as possible is accomplished in all state, like in, in the most like aligned way possible with my business, with my organization, with my health, with my relationship, and then with my, with my body. Um, and so I want to feel accomplished. Like when I finish working out at 9am, I'm ready to go. I get home, I start calls. Like I feel good. I feel mm-hmm. accomplished. I feel proud of myself. And that is something that then trickles into the rest right. of my, into the rest of my day. So Big for, me. for me it's I have a, an episode on this is how you start your morning is how you win your day yes. so do the things that you need to and I also I mean it's so funny I, I think and again I don't like saying this to toot my own horn but I've learned these skills and I'm just here sharing with mm-hmm. others and it's so funny to hear other people that do the same thing but like success leaves clues yes. like there is a reason why people are in the position that they yeah. are and like I do too. I journal every five. I do five. So now I'm my new step. I gave up. <laughs> but, There's a lot to be grateful There's so for. much to be grateful for. I do this thing called a gratitude rampage mm-hmm. um, at least once a day where if I'm usually doing it and I'm driving because it makes me be present. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, I'm grateful that I have hands that mm-hmm. can drive in the steering wheel. I'm grateful that I have eyes to see the road. I'm grateful for my feet mm-hmm. to see the path. Like what are the littlest things. I'm grateful for the light switch that I have to just easy access to turn on and off things. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much to be grateful for and every single person has something if you're alive and you're breathing there's something Mm -hmm. to be grateful for so I think that's a great way to start your day because again it's Mm -hmm. it's that energy and it's Mm -hmm. how the frequency that you're starting the day if you want to attract more yeah also don't be afraid to your own horn you're like you're the shit like you need to tell yourself that I I am the shit you just have to be sorry about it like it's just like I'm the shit I am the shit (laughs) you're right you know I used to be Oh, I'm sorry about everything. Like, oh well, you know, I'm, I'm just a coach. Like, I'm just like, no, like, you know, I own that shit. I love it. Like, I am the shit. shit. You know, you we're we're a couple of bad bitches. Like, we are bad bitches. Like, it is what it is. And <laughs> that's <laughs> so funny. I love that. Well, thank you for reminding mm-hmm. me and checking me. Mm-hmm. What is a quote or mantra that you can give everyone that you live by? Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot. I, know, <laughs> but I do have my OG one. Anyone that is listening that's coming from my platform has heard me say it too many times. But in order to have a life that no one else has, you have to be willing to do things that nobody else is doing. Boom. And I live by that because while everybody in their in at twenty twenty one was, you know, acting twenty twenty one, I was literally locked up in my room at my mom's house, like 
with three books and a right. 2007 MacBook Pro. Right. And I was running the crap out of my business. And so, um, yeah, like, I always remind myself that while you are procrastinating and doing all the things that are, you know, kind of postponing your destination, somebody out there is outworking you. 100%. With half your talent and mm-hmm. half, half of everything that I think most people have and most women have mostly like you know I always tell tell my teams like you know as women like we're given the gift of 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 life we get to bring life literal life into this world and if that symbolizes anything is that we were given such a powerful gift Mm -hmm. that I think not enough women are willing because I think everybody has a gift Mm -hmm. I think just not enough people are willing to share it right or yeah embrace it like you said like my whole mission is just to get people to realize those gifts because some people don't even know what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in the society where we're told you go to school, mm-hmm. you graduate college, you get the nine to five that fits your degree, you work for your life, get a couple raises, have some kids, and then like go on a couple vacations if you're yeah. lucky. Like that's the life that society tells us to live. Yeah. And until you ask yourself what it is that you really want or what are what are your good what is what are you good at what do you enjoy and like just asking the simple questions to get clear on what that purpose is right. and then be unapologetically not afraid at all to just go after it right. then you're like that's all it takes like right. you are no different you just shared your story with everyone yeah. you've come <laughs> from afar like you've come yeah. a long way yeah. and I mean, I don't know why I'm thinking of this example. It's kind of cheesy, but like Michael Jordan and everyone hears this. He got cut from the basketball team and like, look at him now. Every single person has a gift. Every single person is more than capable than being whatever it is that they want to achieve. And then that much more. And life has so much more to offer us. And again, like I said earlier, God doesn't Mm -hmm. give you these desires for like no reason. They're, they're in your heart for a reason. So I love that. Thank you for being so vulnerable today. And is there anything, if you had to give the audience one piece of advice today to close out, what would it be? Mm, whatever that thing is that you're currently thinking about doing, do it. Oh my gosh. Okay, so this is crazy. I've done two interviews in two days, and that was his, Phil Haynes, and by the time this podcast is released, um, uh, Phil's will be released too. Phil's was, whatever your goals are, start now. Do that. something to start now. Literally. And like, five, four, three, two, one. If you don't go. know that method yeah. by Mel Robbins, you need to go. read on it. But seriously, like, just to do it. Like, and also, like, ask yourself, what is it going to cost you to not do it? 100%. Mm-hmm. I said it, like, three times, I think, now. But <laughs> success leaves clues. Yes. And the fact that two people, now my two guests that I've had in, to interview so far have said that is I don't think a coincidence yeah. and I don't think that you're here by chance you've worked your ass off and like success again it's not something that happens by chance like Nella didn't just wake up one day and is a six-figure entrepreneur at 23 24? 24 at 24 years old and running her second business like that doesn't happen by chance but she's no different from the person that's sitting on their couch listening to this like you can start today And I just encourage anyone who is listening to this to do something. I just hope that this, and I really do feel confident in this, I just hope that this reaches someone that needs to hear it. Whether it's a a girl or a guy, we're no different than you. We're in the same shoes as you have been at one point. And just go after whatever it is. If you don't 
know what that thing is, that's what we're here for. We're here to help you. Please reach out to us mm-hmm. and let us guide you. Because again, like mm-hmm. all coaching is, is just serving. Yes. Having a burning passion to let others see for their potential and realize mm-hmm. that they're 100%. I mean, I have a tattoo. It says create your own reality. Like that is like what the mission is for mm-hmm. both of us. I truly feel like. I, I agree. 100%. And I'm just so grateful that you. This has been so much fun. I love this. It's been, <laughs> I'm like, I feel like we need to have like. We need to have I, dinner we're going to go to dinner after this because <laughs> it is. It's crazy that this. I mean, I haven't seen you since high school and I've learned so much about you and I really appreciate it. So yeah. where can everyone find you? On Instagram is my main platform at Antonella Bentoncourt. I haven't switched it yet because I have to buy the domain. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, but if you go there, it's Nella. Yeah, I okay. Nella. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you thank so, you. so much for being here. It was so fun to connect. And again, guys, get started. Do something today that will benefit you in the future. I promise you won't regret it. So, 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 so good. Y'all better watch out. This girl is on absolute fire. And I am so honored to have gotten to sit down with her and listen to her story. Thank you, thank you, thank you again, Nella, for being so open and vulnerable. And stay tuned, you guys, for some things that we do in the future. I believe that there's power in numbers, and both of our missions are so aligned, and I cannot wait to see what we soon cultivate and create together and hopefully just change the world. That's the goal is just to make people live um, on purpose and let them be the best versions of themselves. And once we can all do that, the world will go around so much more beautifully. So thank you again, Nella. I am so excited to see what we can do together. But you guys, success leaves clues. Not only did the previous guest, Phil Haynes, leave his one piece of advice just to take action and start, so did Nella. Take that as a serious clue and do something today to start. No one is going to come save you from this life of yours. No one is going to create the dream life that you want except for yourself. If you are not sure where to begin, reach out to Nella, reach out to me, reach out to someone. I promise you they will be more than thrilled to help. As always, you guys know where to find Nella now. Reach out to her. Let her know that this episode was amazing. Let her know if you want any kind of coaching. Let her know if you're involved in starting your own business with, I always say it wrong, but Monet, Monet. Let her know if you're you're interested in that because she is a badass. I think she's like one of the top sellers in that. So you will be under an absolutely amazing leader. For me, I offer free discovery calls to get you a taste of coaching and make sure that we are a good fit together. So if you've listened to these podcast episodes and you're ready to dive deeper, please reach out to me. I also invite you to see what other things I have going on. Design Your Destiny is a great, great, great sneak peek of coaching, and I have decided to do another one Monday, April 25th. So if you missed out on the last one, it was absolutely amazing. I... Could not have expected it to go better. It was just such a powerful three hours. So if you miss this one, come to the next, April 25th on a Monday. Like I said earlier, the group program is launching in May. And obviously, I have some one-on-one coaching to get really clear and transform your life in just three short months. Thank you to you all for being here being open and holding the space for myself and other individuals to get real and be passionate on the things that we do. I hope you all have a fabulous week, and as always, I will see you next Monday.